You're listening to Her Body IOFM with your hosts, Alex Navarro and Andrea Jangle, the women's source for optimal health and lifelong performance. Welcome, everybody, to another episode of Her Body, brought to you by Body.io FM with your hosts, me, Andrea Jangle, I go by AJ, and Alex Navarro. Good morning. How are you doing today, Alex? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. The weather is still beautiful, but there's some rain coming, so things should be moistening up here pretty soon, which will be nice. We need it. That's a good thing. And we're getting some sunshine here, too. And... I'm also excited today because we have a really special guest on our show, Coach Prime, um, and I'm going to let Coach Prime introduce herself to us and our audience. Hey guys, I'm so excited to be here. Uh, this is an honor, and uh, I'm excited to talk with you, AJ and Alex. Um, <clears throat> I am a mindset coach, and I specialize in the area of nutrition and fitness, and um, work with athletes as well who have their nutrition and fitness down. But um, yeah, that's that's. I'll kind of be short and sweet about that. But I specialize in the mindset of the human being, and it's a ton of fun. Awesome. So I'm intrigued by your work because when I look at back at my sports past and even just life in general, I'm like. I wish I had a mindset coach. I didn't even know there was such a thing. Um, so can you describe to us, like, what do you, what is the definition of mindset? And, and how, how, I'll let you run with that one. Yeah, yeah, no, it's cool. You know what? I, um, I basically invented my job. So mindset coach, it kind of comes from life coaching. So, um, you know, Back in 2005, I had hired my first life coach, and um, that person changed my life. Um, they had been a psychiatrist for 50 years. And I asked him, like, why are you doing coaching? And he loved psychiatry. <clears throat> He's in his 90s and still is. But he just didn't, wasn't a fan of the basically bathing and marinating in the past. And there's a really relevant time for that in therapy, but he really liked the forward movement of coaching. And it was so effective with me that I was astounded. So it's always been my nature to be a mentor and a teacher. And I'll step in and talk a little bit about destiny. But my first sentence, really, when I was two years old, and my family friends and family can confirm this, was you have to think with your brain. That's what God gave it to you for. So <laughs> and like, so here I was two years old, really aware that I had a brain and that it thinks. And so my whole life, along with my dad, we studied human beings and psychology and, and all of that good stuff. And um, so just to fast forward to that coach, it was so effective. And I love the forward movement of it. Um, I think every human being, we all have goals. We want to get things done. We have dreams and, and um, accomplishments that we want to achieve. And then we experience getting really stuck and stopped and afraid. Um, and then we have like this negative inner dialogue that makes us hesitant. And, and so there's all this stuff that pops up for us. And human beings, we're mostly dealing with ourselves all day. And it's, uh, it can be a conundrum. It can be great and it can be not so great. So 
I started to become a coach and I did it really lightly. I've, I've always trained. I've always been a trainer at any job that I ever had and a mentor or whatever else. And I started in sales and, um, given that I had been listening to Zig Ziglar and Brian Tracy, there's a lot of tools out there for the sales industry about our thinking. The way we think will produce our results, which sounds great on an intellectual level, but knowing that isn't necessarily enough either. So I started to work with some brain scientists. I hired other coaches to train me. I know some very well-renowned criminal psychologists And I just basically hired people privately, like, teach me, because what I wanted to do didn't exist. Um, So, and given the fact that I was an athlete and I have a degree in biochemistry, I've always had a passion for health and fitness and nutrition. And I talk about this on my website, but basically I was at a seminar one day and learning about, um, you know, coaching people and helping them be effective in their dreams and their goals. And there was a gentleman up at the microphone and he's probably about five foot nine and well over 300 pounds. Um, and it wasn't like a, a case of a strong man. He was struggling with his health and he was talking about that. And he had opened some nonprofit um, schools for underprivileged children. And he was really doing amazing work, but he was up there and he said, I have investors wanting me to open up more of these schools in major cities like Chicago and Detroit and LA, but my health is so bad, I can't do it. And my light bulb went off. If my soul could have jumped out of my body and jumped up and down, started and to point at me like, yeah, yeah, that's what you got to do. I thought if he got his mindset all straight, right, and, and really great coaching, and he got his health straightened out. He got his body in operating order, fitness, nutrition, biochemistry, all that. That man would be a completely unstoppable force on this earth. And thousands of kids for God knows how long will have their lives changed forever. And it just occurred to me, like, all of that needs to be combined. So here I am. I invented my job. <laughs> um, mindset. Well, thank you. Thank you. And just to describe mindset, um, it's become a buzzword. When I came on social media on Facebook a couple years ago, nobody was really using that word. Um, And I think it gets a little confused with mindfulness. Um, So the way I describe mindset, it is a complex set of phenomenon, basically, in a human being. But it it composes everything. there's a bit of psychology involved, there's spirituality involved, there's neuroscience involved, and philosophy, quite frankly, because we don't have the human being figured out by far. Mm-hmm. But our, our operating system, I describe, I describe it to people as our basic operating system, which is composed of perceptions and beliefs and our, even our subconscious activity. Um, so it's a lot like a computer. If you're looking at Facebook, you see the blue and white of Facebook and you just see the interface. But in the background, there's an operating system. And um, it's the way we respond. It's the way we respond the way we do our reactions. And we have different, we respond differently to different people. The one person can say one sentence to us, let's say it can be your mother or your father, and it will totally trigger you. But if the barista at Starbucks says it to you, you're fine. You don't get triggered. That's and very so true. Like, what's that about? Very true. Yeah. 
and and we carry that we don't even respond and react to our own siblings or our own friends in the same way and so you really think like what's all, what's all that about you know it's it's really interesting and um and so it's it's basically the framework of how a human being operates so this is all fascinating to me because I've always been a, a fan of therapy. I'm very, I, spoke, I speak very openly to people I know that, you know, if I'm experiencing some struggles in my life, I'm the first one to go get help from a therapist or, um, you know, psychiatrist, whatever I feel is uh, necessary at that point. Mm-hmm. And um, one of the, the last people I worked with, he said to me, um, you know, you, you can't change the past. So what I'm going to do is change the way that you think. And that's going to change the way that you react and then the way you feel. Um, and that really, you know, it's a lot of what you're saying right now is tying in with that. And it's really, I, I tie it in always to my job and nutrition when I look at these things. And I know Alex Navarro's probably <laughs> experiences the same thing <laughs> where we try to grasp the mindset of the people that reach out to us and fill out our online assessments who are trying to pursue coaching. They obviously have goals, like you said, whether they be, well, I mean, women have a lot of the similar goals, right? They want to be toned, quote unquote. They want they want muscle definition. They want to be stronger, and they want to be confident. And then they, you know, they reach out to us for the nutrition side of coaching. But a lot of the time, because we collect a lot of data about a person, we can kind of sense that the mindset is off. It, it might not really be in the right place at the time to tackle those goals. And it sounds like you come in in that in that scenario. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, I noticed that my two worlds were parallel and then they crossed. So I was coaching people around the paleo template type diet because that changed uh, my health for the better. So I was coaching them around that and I had been doing my life coaching on the other end. And, um, and I want to preface this by saying what I do isn't therapy and it, um, you know, there's a perfect place for that. Um, so I don't deal with people who have ser- serious mental disorders or anything like that. And, and that's not to say that you have to have a mental disorder to find a therapist because they're great. They're absolutely fantastic and they're really helpful. So um, there's a perfect place for them. But um, that's, you know, any psychological or mental disorders are completely out of my wheelhouse. And I, I, I own that because there's integrity in that on my end. Um, but, um, just coaching people on the nutrition side to get back to that. Yeah. I saw that the things that were getting in their way were pretty much the same things that are getting in the other people's way. And I was coaching people around, um, just being more effective in their personal life and their business goals and their relationships. And it's kind of all the same stuff. And human beings really are just dealing with being resigned and, um, afraid mm-hmm. because, they've tried so many things that haven't worked and then they start to evidence pile like, well, I have proof that I'm always going to be. And I don't Mm -hmm. use this word, but I have a lot of people that come to me that say I'm fat and I'm just always going to be fat. So that's one of the number one things that I can, I start to dismantle with them first of all. But, um, and then they have all the proof. They're like, well, here's my past. I did Weight Watchers or I did this or I did that. And and that didn't work and this didn't work and that didn't work. And then they start to like be really right about a lot of things that don't serve them well. Mm-hmm. And that's another aspect of our humanity that I coach about is our ego. 
So it's complicated, but human beings love being right about things and we'll be right about stuff that doesn't serve us well. So your spidey sense is sensing that because people will just get resigned. And when it goes into a belief, if they believe that it won't work, then they get stuck and they don't know why they're stuck. They're ineffective at it. And, uh, a lot of us coaches call that a blind spot. Mm-hmm. Every human being has a blind spot. And we can't see what's in our own blind spot. But you guys can hear it from you know your potential clients. And probably the listeners here, I mean, you guys think about, look at your friends and family. They probably do and say certain things, and it's clear as day for you. Like, you see what's in their blind spot. If they would just stop doing X, Y, Z, and they would start doing A, B, Z instead, like, it would all work out. And you see it, but if you tell them that, they come at you like a pit bull and they get mad at you. Yeah, That's just because they don't see it and and there's nothing wrong there. It's okay. And so that's where, you know, on my end, I am able to coach them to basically see what's there. I don't point it out, but there's a way, you know, a lot of coaches are trained in asking questions. We know how to ask the right questions and Mm -hmm. it's just kind of like leading them down the road and they start to see things for themselves which I think is is the most helpful. Is it? Yes. Getting Absolutely. them to see it first rather than you having to say, "Oh, this is this is obviously what's going on. This is this is the problem." Yeah, there's Absolutely. Uh, I tell every one of my clients on our consultation call, I'm not going to just sit here and have you believe things. That's not my job. Beliefs come from the outside. Other people have us believe things and we'll say yes to it. But that, that's not ownership. Knowing something comes from within. The way we know how to swim and the way we know how to walk and the way we know how to ride a bike. Like once we know how to swim, that doesn't disappear. Mm-hmm. But there's no one that can have you believe you can swim enough. You can't watch enough PowerPoint slides. You can't read enough research. And there's not enough cheerleaders in the world that will actually have you swim and not drown. Mm-hmm. You have to, you have to get there. And so that's where I come in as a coach and I'm trained. And it's so much more so empowering right. then for the individual. Yeah. Yeah. So I, my, tell my clients, my job is to give you wings. I don't want you to be dependent on me forever and ever. If you, if you have to come back to me, you know, 10, 15 times, I didn't do my job. So I want you to be self-sufficient. So yeah, I teach my clients a lot. There's a lot of teaching and then there's a lot of unlearning. There's a lot of um, beliefs that um, it serves us well to unlearn them Mm -hmm. and to kind of drop a lot of our armor. We go into the world with like our battle armor on and it's heavy. And then um, and people start to have choices where they didn't realize they could have a choice. Because we usually go out into the world, life happens. Um, we want to get things done, and here comes life. We got a flat tire, or this didn't work, or so and so called, and now I got to do this, and oh, now I don't feel good. I have tonsillitis, whatever. And um, and then we start to get, we become ineffective. Um, so so it's interesting, and and we feel like life is just happening to us. Most people feel like life is just happening, and the circumstances are the circumstances, mm-hmm. and they keep waiting. If if I could just save more money, or if I could just lose more weight, 
then I'd be happy. Or if I could get this job, then I'd be happy. Or if I could do this, if then, if then, if I had different parents, if I had grown up in a different neighborhood, if I wasn't born short or tall or whatever. They live in a world where they think if all of the circumstances around them change, then they can finally have peace of mind. And that's an illusion. Mm-hmm. So giving people power and freedom and inserting the choice that they didn't know they had, that's where my, I wake up with a fire in my heart every day. I'm excited to do what I do because then the human being wakes up and they're really effective and then they're, then they're free. It's mm-hmm. awesome. And Can it's possible. I, I agree that it's possible because I think I might have, you know, coached myself using that kind of theory, not, not even really knowing what I was doing, but just having a choice. And that's, I would love you to elaborate. I, I hate to put you on the spot, but do you have like a personal experience where you decided to change exactly what you just talked about? And could you walk us through that a little bit or? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's no problem. And honestly, I believe that I'm, I'm, I'm not perfect and it's not like I'm the best coach in the world, but I'm a darn good coach and I'll own that. But it's because I've been coached and every good coach should have a coach. And I've learned so much just in being coached and having to shed my own armor and realizing my own BS beliefs and where I was stopping myself and seeing how all that was put together. Um, I got, I was married and had a child and then I got divorced back in 2003 and wanted to be a doctor and, and didn't do that because I needed to pay for the mortgage and pay the bills. And I love my son. He's my best friend, right? But um, so I went out and I started selling software and um, really wasn't living my purpose. But I really believed that I didn't have a choice. Um, you know, I had a mortgage and I wanted to keep him in a good school district. And I really thought I, I need the safety of the corporate environment to, you know, have health insurance and the 401k and a steady paycheck and and I'm a single mom. I can't start my own business. I can't start coaching people. I don't, I don't even know how to run a business. I don't, certainly don't know anything about social media. Who am I? And I felt like I didn't have a choice. I thought I, thought I had to have tons of money in the bank or, or maybe I had to be married so that I could have a safety net and a second income to do what I wanted to do. And I didn't feel like I had a choice. And I really had to come to a place where I realized I was lying to myself. And that is not comfortable for people. Mm-hmm. But with my coaching, it's all about, let's just get real. We lie to ourselves the most out of anybody. And it's not because we're horrible and deceitful and evil. It's because we're staying safe. Mm-hmm. The brain just wants us to stay safe. We like what's familiar. And so I wasn't really taking chances. And, uh, and I realized, you know what? I do have a choice because I was complaining a lot. <laughs> I was tired of hearing my own complaining. I was like, oh my God. I'm tired of relate. myself. Yeah, yeah. Like, geez, I'm yeah. tired of dealing with myself. Shush already. It you really know? comes down to that at some point where you're just like, you, you listen to yourself venting to a friend and you just want to like shake yourself. But you can't stop <laughs> yeah. at the same time. Yeah, yeah. That, that's where the blind spot comes in. Like, yeah. Like so you someone... get like a glimpse of it, right? But then you just. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. You can oh, you can yeah. explain what happens at that point. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, we come up with you know brilliant excuses, and, and we're smart people. And sometimes I think the more intelligent you are, the worse off you are because you can rationalize not doing anything. 
It's very true. And you can have like really super intellectual reasons for it. <laughs> so um, I was even being right about what was possible for me and it wasn't serving me well. And so I always, you know, I'm from Texas, so I always talk about eating some humble pie. I'm like, <laughs> okay, so maybe I'm wrong. <laughs> and that's okay. Really had to drop my ego there and, and realize, well, so I've been lying to myself and I've been believing all of this stuff. It's not possible and I've not been satisfied. And what good is it doing me to complain? It's really not. And I knew I wasn't living my higher purpose. And I believe everybody, everybody is on this earth for a reason. And um, we're here to fulfill a purpose. And as long as we're stop and we're stuck and we're making excuses, we're unsatisfied and we're actually not fulfilling on that. And I thought, my days are numbered. You know, my dad died when I was 22. My mother passed away a year and a half ago, but I knew that her time was limited. And I've had a, a lot of experience with death. I don't have my grandparents on earth anymore. And I just looked out and I thought, I don't want to be full of regret. That's mm -hmm. horrible. The graveyard is full of brilliant ideas that never came about. And I didn't want to be one of those people. So I had to get, I got scared, but I got brave and I got smart. I didn't just run out and quit my job. And I learned what I needed to do, um, getting financially responsible. And um, I got coached and I cleaned up everything in my life that wasn't serving me well, which wasn't much, but things like debt and cleared up all my debt. And I made amends. Whoever I owed an apology to, I did that and made sure my health was intact. And, and then I just went for it. So. I like what you said there about you did it responsibly. You didn't just quit your job and then just, you know, just start doing whatever you felt was the next step. Um, because I think I see a lot of that in people, even, even just with simple things like nutrition where they think, uh, sorry, I don't want to like simplify nutrition, but it's, you know, in the, in the scope of like the grand scheme of things mm -hmm. and like life in general is nutrition sometimes seems like just a small part of it, but they, they think that, they just have to drop everything overnight. They have to adopt everything 100% the next day, and then things are just going to change automatically. <laughs> and I'm really, really against that approach to anything in life. So, you know, just like you said, there's a logical order, right, to the steps that you need to take. And, and that must be part of something that you do. And, and how do you go about it? Is that something that you help clients with, obviously? Like, uh, give us a little bit of that, about the logical order of things and how you do things like making major changes in a responsible way. Oh, yeah. It's a great question. And part, you're exactly right. You hit the nail on the head. Um, given I study neuroscience and my intention, I'm, I'm picking the beginning steps of getting my PhD in neuroscience. So I go about everything via the brain. But what you describe, like, oh, I'm going to drop everything and I'm going to eat this way. And it goes against the brain. The brain mm -hmm. will fight you, period. End of story. And so there's a way to take on change not only responsible, responsibly from, you could even talk about maybe a moral standpoint, but from just being effective. Um, I always tell people, you didn't get here overnight, so you're not going to get out of it overnight. That's illogical and it's unreasonable. And when you put that high of an expectation upon yourself, right around the corner is a gigantic bear trap. And it's going to snap. And then you're going to add that to your list of quote unquote failures mm -hmm. and reasons why you can't do it. So mm -hmm. the turtle always wins the race. So just depending on what the goal is, we go slow. And I, I you guys probably deal with that too, but people who are, are impatient, 
<laughs> I think because we live in a society full of extreme makeover this and extreme this and um, and it's sexy and it appeals to the ego, but it doesn't honor the human being that we are and it works against the brain to do things quick and fast. This doesn't work. So yes, yeah. Yeah. I have a I have an app for that. <laughs> <laughs> the, the, I'm glad that you mentioned patience because that's in in all of the people I think that I've coached so far through this coaching system. That's one of the the main the main goals that I put for them: patience, relax, yeah, enjoy the process, learn from it. More importantly, learn from it because. What happens, just like you said, people jump in and there, maybe there's no rhyme or reason to why they're doing it. They're just, they feel like they need to do something and they jump in, don't really know what they're getting themselves into. And then something, one thing goes wrong and then, and then they back yeah. off and they're like, oh, oh, I can't do it now. Rather than acknowledging what happened, learning from it and just being aware of why, why X, Y, and Z happened and is it something that's happened in the past? You know, is this familiar? And mm-hmm. just trying to learn from those mistakes and being patient with the process because it's a process. Yeah, and absolutely. And we all make mistakes every day. Like even, you know, Alex and I and, and you, Coach Prime, as, you know, as a coach, we'll, we'll sit here and admit we make mistakes every single day. There's no, there's no such every thing day. as perfect. That's not even <laughs> something I strive for. Right. But I think the perception from other people is that we, you know, if if we're in this position, then we must think everything must be perfect all the time. And, but what is it about like like that little setback that just triggers people to just give up? And it can be such a minor thing. And mm-hmm. that's something that I, as a nutrition coach, like really try to wrap my head around with my clients. Is like a minor setback to so many people just seems like the end of the world. Where does that come from? Well, it comes from a couple places. So to kind of go back to what Alex was talking about with patience, first of all, what's required is love. Mm -hmm. We've got to love ourselves. Um, And and I talk about, I I remind people about children, like you're patient with children who are trying to learn to walk. When they fall, you don't yell at them. So why do we give so much grace and patience to other people, especially children? And we kind of get out of touch with being nicer to ourselves and having mm-hmm. grace with ourselves. Because you're right. We make mistakes all the time. I'm human. And I tell my clients that, you know, I don't stop being a human being just because I'm a coach, mm-hmm. period. Um, I'm wrong all the time. I make mistakes. I just hop off of it. And the, and the reason why people will have a minor setback and then they take it and run is it's it's it parallels into a belief system that they have that they've been avoiding addressing. So if somebody really believes I'm a failure and I'm no good, if you really believe that about yourself, the first little thing that pops up, you're gonna say, "See, see, I'm right. I'm a failure." Mm-hmm. And then it goes back to what I said earlier about being right. So it slips into the um, category of being right about something that doesn't serve them well. And they take it as evidence instead of maybe backing up and saying, you know what? I'm not a failure. I'm a human being. I make mistakes. It's part of it. Mm -hmm. I'm going to mess up and messing up is part of the game. And I let people know that like it is part 
of the coaching for you to not do what you say you're going to do and to have things not work out, that's part of it. No different than, you know, ingredients for fajitas, you know, you got the steak, you got the bell peppers, you got the onions, it's all part of it. Mm -hmm. And having a setback is part of it. Don't resist it. And there's nothing wrong. You're human. And so your experience. Yeah. Yeah. All you can do is say, what did I learn? And Mm -hmm. go forward with what you learned. Alex, did you want to say something there? Well, it sounds so easy when you say it like that, you know, just Mm -hmm. just learn from it. It is what it is. And it's funny how there are just some things that are, it's easy to say that to. And perhaps Mm -hmm. it's something that's, you know, hasn't been an issue for as long as some of the other things. Um, But what you said before about loving yourself and how you would respond to somebody else who was going through a hard time. That's something that that mm-hmm. I struggled with for a long time. I was being really hard on myself and and saying all the wrong things to myself when things wouldn't go wrong or I would mess up. And I, there's somebody that I, I speak to regularly who helps me kind of work things out. And the one thing he always says is, you know, what would you say to a client who was having this mm-hmm. problem? And I would say the, the complete opposite. I'd, I'd give them love and give them support yeah. and tell them that it's okay. It's not a big deal. Move on. But I had, the, I had a yeah. really hard time saying that to myself. <laughs> yeah, it is hard. Well, there's another mechanism behind that. Um, and I cover all of this in my coaching. I'm actually writing a book. I have an entire curriculum that's getting copyrighted. And um, I have a lot of stuff on the back end um, that I'm working on. But there's a, there's a benefit. <laughs> this is where the human ego comes in, Okay. So there's this little sneaky, not so great thing that really nobody wants to acknowledge or talk about. But as as long as we can stay mad at ourselves or as long as we can quote unquote be right that I'm a failure, like as long as we can carry that around, then we really can avoid putting something at stake. It serves as a huge distraction mm-hmm. from really being bigger than who we know ourselves to be, okay? And then by default, if I don't have to take a really big action or try something really different or really put a lot on the line, then I'm not going to fail. And if mm-hmm. I don't fail, I'm not going to have pain. Mm-hmm. Right. And I get and to stay scary. It's not, it's, it's not as right. scary. Right. Mm-hmm. So there's, there's that sneaky little back-end mechanism to all that. And at the end of the day, it's like, do you want to stay safe? Do you want to stay safe and small? And, and unsatisfied and, and resigned? Or do you want to put some something on the line? And yeah, you might fail, but you're playing the game. There's a mm-hmm. big difference between somebody playing in the Super Bowl and actually getting mud on their face and trying for it than the people in the stands. Right. It's two completely I, different things. I love, I love this, and I think this is amazing. And unfortunately, we're running out of time. It's okay. um, but we'd love to have you back for another episode. But yes, you, you kind of started alluding to the things that you're working on and where we can find you and some of your work and some of your work coming up in the future. So do you want to just end off this episode letting everyone know where we can find you and what um, what's to come? And we will definitely have you back for another episode, Coach Brian. 
Yeah, I would love that. And you know what I would love for your listeners, whatever they're dealing with, or if they have a specific question, just lay it on me. Cause I, I love knocking things out of the park. It's total, it's totally fun. And however I can serve you guys and, and your, and your followers would be awesome. And I've got a great team. I call them a team over on Facebook. So you can find me at Facebook and the backslash is coach prime P R I M E paleo mindset. Um, my at signs on the other social media are just coach prime. And my website is a true, and the letter A goes first, a true transformation.com. I do one-on-one coaching and I have group coaching that it serves, well, I, I teach paleo as the basic template um, and I'm pretty liberal with it, but it's really mindset intense and I've ran two of them and I've got an awesome group over there and I do a lot of mindset videos and I am, I'm writing a book. I've got a lot on uh, on my burner back here, and I'm pretty quiet about it because I'm just going to, when I do it, I do it, and it'll be awesome. A lot of really great tools for people and uh, to have support in exactly what I've talked about today. So That's very awesome. Awesome. thanks for having me on. It's been Thank fun. Thank you. I'm going to use some of those tools myself. Yes. That's yeah. Sure. <laughs> yeah. Hey, I do too. I do too. Yeah. We're, it's, we're all in this together. So, yeah. Well, thanks again for being on the show, and thank you, everyone, to, for tuning in to another episode of Her Body. Thanks, guys. Bye. Bye. You've been listening to Her Body IOFM. With your hosts, Alex Navarro and Andrea Jengel. If you'd like to hear more, log on to body.io. We'll be back next time with more information about women's health and performance. <laughs>